0: local church podcast a podcast devoted to loving god loving people and making disciples we'll be your hosts i'm
1: pastor ryan and i'm noah gartland
0: what's wrong with you people Psalm chapter 15, O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent, who shall dwell on your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right, and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue, and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt, and does not change who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent he who does these things shall never be moved ryan allen's back in the house he is it's true
1: hey man thanks hey, you're welcome for for that uh we'll talk about noah here in a little bit so just <laughs> that's coming like, up
0: i feel like that's like <laughs> an agenda item <laughs>
1: it <laughs> should be yes hey so psalm 15 we're working our way through psalms this is a hymn of celebrating right it's a hymn uh, worship—it's like an individual worshipper uh, to God, uh, and some call this the entrance uh, liturgy. Like, so as they're coming into the temple, as they're coming in to worship God, this would be something that would be at the very beginning, uh, right? Something that would set their hearts up. Right. Uh, a couple of things that one—one one of the things I want to draw out, and we've been kind of walking through the Book of Romans here at at our local church. Uh, but the very second verse of this, uh, the questions posed in verse one: Who shall sojourn? in your tent right who shall dwell on your holy hill verse two they uh the the psalmist uh david himself says he who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart right uh the question that that comes to mind or should come to mind as you read this psalm is who's blameless right and who does what is right Um, Am, am
0: i am i one of those
1: people yeah like like oh man this is it sets up, like, who can even be in the presence of God? And then they give you the answer. Only the one who is blameless and does what is right. Romans, we've been walking through, three chapter or chapter 3, verse 12 says, all have turned aside together, and none does good. No one, not even one. Uh, Romans 3, 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the question posed to you, Mr. Ryan Allen, who okay. who's blameless? Who can enter into the presence of God?
0: Well, on its surface... None of us. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're all, just like you said, at a fault. We've all sinned and fall short. So if 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 it were left up to me, yeah, I could not enter God's presence. Yeah, there's no but way, right? But it's not! Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the
1: good thing about the end of Romans 3.23 is 24 and 25. Um, we all fall short of God's glory, but we're only justified by his grace as a gift through but the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God put forward as a propitiation big word means substitute by his blood to be received by faith this was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. we've got a little saying in our sermon series I was I, I was I was, bring it. I was ahead of yeah, it. Bring it.
0: what God desires what God requires yeah. God provides yeah
1: he requires us to be blameless and holy. Uh, the only person that could ever do that is Jesus, right? His perfect life, the life that we couldn't live. His death paid our sin debt, and his resurrection shows that he is the son of God, but that he has conquered both sin and death. And so that when God looks at me, a sinner, he sees the righteousness of his son, Jesus, and I am able to be at peace with God or in the presence of God. It's a
0: beautiful message. It is. right? And just as an aside, yeah. that concept of what God requires, God provides. Yeah. I've used that twice recently in my life, nice. like like just witnessing, talking to friends, talking to people, yeah, you know, and and had uh, that the opportunity has come up for me to get to use that phrase, and it's uh, it's powerful, man. I,
1: it's a it's a huge phrase. It really is. Um, you and Noah have kind of kind of joked around a little bit. I con- I, I talk a lot about this new movement, right? It's a fad. It's just like the postmodern movement of the nineties, the early 2000s, the emergent church, but now it's progressive
0: Christians. You're talking about things that are happening out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Right in, now in, 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 in the yeah. biggest
1: in the big circle of Christianity, um, the one of the one of the ideas from the progressive movement is that the idea that God sends his own son to a cross is cosmic child abuse. Right? That's that's <laughs> that's, that's, no, that's, I've not that's the term the that's that. used. That's the statement that's used. Wow. And there's a couple of things we can I I don't, I didn't really want to go down this path, but I won't, but Psalm 15 is a, is a beautiful Psalm mm. because it sets the tone for the gospel. Like it's part of the redemptive story that is God's requiring of righteousness. Right. You're right. But God also provides it. If we don't have a right understanding of who Jesus is, it looks like cosmic child abuse, right? Right. If we don't see Jesus as God, or if we don't see Jesus as divine, uh, if he's just another dude who goes to the cross, yeah, it looks like abuse. It looks like somebody's just killing somebody on purpose. But if we look at it through the lens of Jesus is at the beginning. Right. And right. he created it all. And it's all through him and for him and to him. It's it's beautiful. It's, like, it's God himself right. stepping down into humanity and saying, I will take your place. Yeah. It's God himself saying, I require this. I'm also going to provide this in me. Right. Right. And the way that he describes it to humanity is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We can understand those terms, um, but the the beautiful image of God himself incarnate in Jesus <laughs> living a perfect life, the life that we couldn't live because he knew we couldn't live it. But then he goes to the cross and says, I'm even going to pay your sin debt. Uh, I. It's not cosmic child abuse. It's a beautiful message of God loves us. It right. totally yeah. <laughs> is.
0: And, and you know, one of the things that I don't know if you said it or I heard a podcast or something recently that, that was like no other religion in the world yeah. that exists or has existed yeah. has this kind of concept. Like it's all about you have to do enough to earn your way into some type of redemption. Yeah, we've used it in our sermons. It's like a mountain, okay. right? Yeah, all, yeah.
1: all religions are like a mountain, and all religions are trying to work their way up to the top of the mountain.
0: Right. And so it could be easy for a reader who looks at Psalm 15 and says okay well here's a checklist of stuff that i got to do in order to be blameless yeah, right? okay, like, yeah, you know you could go through all those pieces and and while david i think when he was writing the psalm was legitimately asking how do i dwell with god like how do i get into how do i become how do i visit your holy place how do i get close to you yeah, yeah. And, and 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 the answer that david himself provides is this concept of it would require more than i can i am capable of yeah and everything, and we've said this so many times before, everything Old Testament points to Jesus, yeah. right? It's all about Jesus, and you just said that.
1: You yeah, know. He, he comes down the mountain, right? He's the, yeah. It's the only religion in the world that says the God of that religion does the work, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, every other thing says we have to do the work. And guess what? Even at the end of the life of most religions, they still don't know if they've done enough work, yeah. right? And and who's writing this psalm? David, Right. a man after God's own heart a man who committed murder adultery adultery, right right? uh who who did heinous things if we were to do them in public right um and he can still say or god still says david is a man after my own heart why because david's faith and trust is in the promises and work of the lord right david is is this this psalm is just one of the many psalms but it's pointing to the greater redemptive story that is god loved us first right that's how we're able to live the life that we live it's amazing it is yeah, yeah. hey so it's there's worth a lot waking up for it. yeah there's a lot Ooh, best part of waking up is <laughs> jesus in your cup i can't say that but but that's it like if right? jesus is not in your coffee cup oh man uh, and you don't think about the gospel on a daily basis yeah, and your whole what are you thinking your about? whole
0: mindset yeah. is wow i gotta be a good enough person today to you know make it yeah like you're not, and it, yeah. it, uh, that yeah, we the life, of the purpose behind your life. Yeah, we
1: touched, I touched on this uh, in the sermon Sunday uh, briefly, right? We, we think this idea of works-based, you know, salvation, it's not a thing. It's not in the Bible, right? Um, Paul is talking through the book of Romans that we are justified by faith, not of works. But now here's the key that we have to remember. Just because Jesus did the work doesn't mean I don't do anything after, right? I place my faith in the person and work of Jesus so that I can do good works, right? I can be righteous and holy. I can pursue those things because the Holy Spirit enables me to pursue those. So uh, don't hear us say, hey, God loves you the way you are. You don't have to do anything, right? Right. God loves you because he's God, and he's provided the solution to your problem.
0: And out of gratitude, we glorify him, Yeah, like in every breath we take. That should be our objective. Yeah.
1: Speaking of working, there's a lot going on in the world today. There is a lot. Um, of if you, if if I were to say, "Hey Ryan, hey Ryan, I got a job for you, and I'm gonna give you billions of dollars.
0: How about forty four billion? Yeah, forty four
1: billion dollar? I can't even <laughs> fathom a million, right? right yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, man. It's like, at this point in my life, I can't even fathom a thousand. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, forty four billion dollars. Elon Musk just purchased Twitter.
0: Yeah, you know, right? you know.
1: It's what you do. I remember when Facebook acquired Instagram for like four billion or five billion a few uh, well a while back now. Um, but he he purchased this for forty four billion. There's a whole lot going on in the Twitterverse, and I've got a couple things. Okay, uh, tweets that I'm going to do. Uh, let's do Elon Musk first, and then I'll look at one of the pastors uh, that tweeted something interesting. I'll just say it's interesting. But here's what Elon Musk says. You know, after the purchase. He says, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy. Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. Now, we can stop there and just say, have you been on Twitter lately? Yeah. It is not where the matters of our future are debated. It's like, it's a cesspool of just arguing. Yeah, it's where I go to be mean. (laughs) Yeah, it's just (laughs) horrible. Um, But he goes on, he says, I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features making the algorithms open source to increase trust, uh, defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. Now, just, I know you haven't, you probably didn't read that today, but just at first glance or first hearing, what say you, Mr. Ryan Allen?
0: Uh, all right. H- let me, Bring it. My brain, my brain short circuiting. There's a lot. Yeah. Let me. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a connection, and then I'm gonna answer your question. Gotcha. All right. So uh, I play video games. I like to play video games sometimes at my house to relax or whatever. I get on there, and I play a game called Rocket League, and it's like soccer with remote control (laughs) cars. Okay. And I've lost half our audience. I know. I'm not. I know. That I'm I'm a grown adult man and I'm no <laughs> doubt playing video games with like twelve year olds. Well, there's a little function on there that allows these twelve year olds to text. Like oh, I can nice, read yeah. what
1: they're saying, so they can call you out when they when you when you're back. Dude, <laughs>
0: people are mean. I mean, it's just you just I mean they're just cussing and they're just being hateful on yeah. there. And I just – I had to, like, disable the whole function. I'm like, I'm not Mm going to play this game anymore. Okay, so I say all of that to get to this point. Like, I like his idea of open source, people can go on here, this is where we debate the town hall, blah, 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 blah. But every time I go on Twitter, it's just people being mean. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just where people can go. And this is the age of digital stuff, right? You can – It's easier to write a a hurtful email because you don't have to look a person in the eye, and the same concept goes for social media. You can say things that you probably wouldn't say to somebody's face. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand.
1: I would say all of social media at this point. It's just
0: I I just can't connect. I don't. I really don't participate in social media. I kind of look at things sometimes. Yeah. But uh, if if he can change it so that it's like a legitimate. Exchange of ideas in yeah. a positive way. Yeah, but I just don't see how that's going to happen. I don't yeah, know. Maybe a uh, maybe a uh, my point.
1: There are a lot of folks cheering for this move, and a lot of folks are like, "Great, another billionaire buys a company. Great, that that's not going to change anything." <laughs> right. Uh, one of the pastors on Twitter that I follow, his name is Grant Castleberry. He is the senior pastor of Capcom Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. I didn't say that right. Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh. It's Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, but he says this right after the purchase of you know Twitter he says Elon Musk buying Twitter will ensure that Christians have access to a medium to share the gospel uninhibited for many years to come now here's where here's like that sounds okay it sounds cool right mm-hmm. i've been using social media for that anyway already before right i haven't been censored mm-hmm. some people might have right but he he ends this tweet same tweet he says like the roman roads of 2000 years ago this is something to praise God for. Now, this is where it gets, that's where it's a little bit interesting. Do we praise God for everything in our lives? Yes. Okay. But what about the 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 shopping, the parking space next to Walmart? Should I praise <laughs> God because I parked close to the door? Uh, uh, well, Probably not. I mean, right. I, you know, but does, does God care about Twitter? That's what I want to ask you, right? I don't okay. have an answer. I haven't really done a whole lot of thinking about this question. It just popped in my head. Does God care about Twitter? Twitter.
0: Okay, my initial reaction—I haven't even thought about it. Yeah, it nobody. Seemed, I mean, like, nobody thinks about second, that. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, but my initial reaction to that is up. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, he's—he's <laughs> he's God. hes he's god he has got right. other things <laughs> to worry about. Yeah, right. Exactly. He doesn't
1: worry, but he's got other things to do. Right. Right. However, go a little bit la- a little deeper layer. Yes. Who's on Twitter? Everybody. Well, people. Right. People. Yes. His creation. Those who are created in his image. What have they been using Twitter for? Right. Not good things. We just blast each other and argue all the time or debate things yeah. like that. But for a pastor to look through the lens, look past that a billionaire just bought a company. Yeah. He automatically immediately went to this is going to help the gospel spread as it did in Roman times. Right. On the roads, the Roman for through trade and through different communities mm-hmm. coming together. Um, It was pretty neat. But then a lot of people started responding to this to the pastor oh man and it's uh it's it's bad it mean yeah it's it's just (laughs) it's already like uh (laughs) the the one of the first tweets i saw uh was this uh somebody said you can't share the gospel on twitter now question mark right why not question mark what are you waiting for elon before you why are you waiting for elon before you start right and he's a pastor. So I've a follow up. He's already been doing that. Uh th- but I think in the broader context, free speech yeah. is where what what is is the 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 issue here at this moment, right? Sure. Uh tons of people have been banned from social media. Uh the more prominent ones from Twitter, the last president of the United States, yes, Donald J. Trump, uh others like him, uh, a lot of Fox News folks have been banned from twitter right conservative voices things like that and there are other comedians that have been been banned um is free speech important for a local church context right that's what our podcast is all about we're a local church we're from a local church does free speech especially social media free speech does it really affect us here at a local church or should it should we even care about it
0: i think so okay i think i think we should care about it i read a novel one time and i can't remember orwell
1: 1984
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well it's I mean that's that yeah you know there's reality to that but and I don't even remember what the title is this is probably a bad story but anyway in it it was a dystopian future society kind of concept and they had taken the concept of hate speech so far down the line that if you um basically said I'm a Christian and I believe I'm right, then that became hate speech because ultimately what you were saying is that you are wrong. Yeah. And so this society was like, well, we can't, you can't have that. You can't tell people they're wrong. That's hate speech. And it became yeah. this, you know, it was this almost horror story of how awful it is to censor and, you know, go down that road of, 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 uh, of calling things hate speech or whatever it may be. And so it was just a cautionary tale, yeah. you know? And, and, and so I think free speech is important. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so even at the local context, even, 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 you know, at the, in, in my, you know, in my life, if I have to worry about saying things that are going to get me into trouble, yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah. I So as a pastor, so, so
1: you're, you're, you're in the public square, right? That's, yeah. that's where you, that's where your career is. Um. True. You, you do serve here at the local church, right? You do have, but your context is if I don't have free speech in the public square, that's, that's a big issue, right? That's a big deal. Right, it. I don't. I don't see it has. I don't see it has crept in much here in the United States into the church yet. Uh, in Canada, to our Canadian brothers and sisters, it has crept in. Uh, I don't know if you watch the news or if you followed anything with that. Some pastors are being censored for what they even say about sexual morality, particularly the LGBTQ yeah. community. Right. Uh, it's it's almost like Big Daddy is now. Uh, governing what you say from the pulpit. Now, will that happen here in the United States? I hope not, right? I pray that that doesn't happen. But right. but in my context, am I free to say anything I want to say in the pulpit? Well, no, right? I have a I have a right and left limit, and that's the word of God, right? If I say anything outside those limits, I pray that you as a deacon, right, or even sure. our church members say, hey, pastor, you're, you're way outside of bounds here, right? But when it comes to free speech, it's not just Christian free speech it's muslim free speech mm-hmm. it's hinduism right it's buddhism it's we have it, it's hard it, as hard it is to say free speech is good I, right yeah but as hard as that is to to fathom that not having that but all voices have that right and so that's the tough part for christians should someone who doesn't think or believe the same way i have have free speech right right We have to say, yes, I agree that that's the only way our society moves forward. However, comma, semicolon, dot, 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 dash, right? Hyphen, whatever you want to say for the local church, our free speech that we have been given by the government, right? Is ultimately given by God himself, but it should be used for the edification of others, right? We should be sharing the good news. We shouldn't jump on social media or Twitter and just start bashing like anonymously like a lot of folks do. That doesn't help anything. Um, nor does it help the gospel go forth, right?
0: Right, and I think it's easier for me, and probably uh, the majority of our listeners. I don't know who's outside. I don't yeah. know. I, well, I, you're, I you're,
1: I, you're half the listeners. It's my mom and you, so you're you're here. My mom. Hi, mom. Those uh, so, yeah. <laughs> those
0: of you who are listening and live in some communist society, you know, probably they probably can't even get this podcast there, because so they're, they're yeah. censored, because yeah. you know, there's there's that kind of thing, but think about it. So it's hard for us to connect to that. I mean, we've never not known free speech. It's one of the bedrocks of America, right? It's in the United States. We have this, this inalienable right, uh, to have free speech with. And so we can't really empathize with those who don't have it, but you're on point, man. If you're on the minority side and let's say, you know, that Christianity would be the minority side.
1: Yeah. Quick. It would be quick. The minority, right?
0: Then you can't, you can't talk about it. I mean, you—that's—that's that's terrifying.
1: Yeah. Regardless of Elon Musk and his forty-four billion dollars, right, buying right. this company, that's that's yes, that's something to think about down the road. Like, should people even be billionaires? But yeah, who cares, right? Yeah. The the issue is the way Twitter was going was censoring conservative voices or even religious voices, right? We we don't we shouldn't want that. Nobody should want any kind of censorship, uh, in 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 that form. Now, not having censorship also opens up the bashing and the anonymous tweets and all that kind of stuff. So uh, hopefully okay. that you mentioned something who, who listens to our podcast. We mentioned this a couple podcasts because I'm going to give you the countries. Okay. Uh, this is currently right now. As we see, this is live, right? Yes. 95% is United States. Okay. Uh, Germany, India, but I can see Deutsch, Canada, India. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. El Salvador, uh, Hola. France, or front France, France, uh, Adjois. the Philippines, Afghanistan, Australia,
0: and Zambia. Do you think that the people in Zambia, I mean, is that like, is that like, uh, I know you, I don't know how much you've talked about on this podcast that you're, the fact that you're in the military. Yeah. Well,
1: I haven't. This is the first time.
0: Thank you oh, for sorry. unpacking that. No. Oh. no. Yeah,
1: I am in the, I think, I think I've mentioned it before. Okay. I, I'm in the United States Army Reserve. Right. Anything I say on this podcast does not reflect anything of the United States Army, yes. the U.S. government or anything like that. So okay, I have perfect. to say that. That's a, that's
0: my caveat. Wow. Sorry. I didn't mean to open again. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. Okay. Well, but my point is. Yeah do you think the, per- the person in Zambia is like just a regular dude surfing the net and found us? Or is it like maybe like an American who? So you
1: know, those pings, those are pings from the actual country. So now a couple of things could be happening. Uh, you've heard of VPN, right? Yes. Especially in the school system. Oh, yes. Students jump on VPNs. So the school can't track where they're actually logging in from, things gotcha. like that. Some v- yeah, Some VPNs you can choose the country. So when I served overseas, yeah. I had a VPN I showed the VPN that I was not where I was right nice. so that no way can find or ping back my my actual location gotcha. so it could be that so thanks for bringing that downer to us well we probably have all of us in the US <laughs> and everybody's on a VPN thanks for that hey uh, <laughs> moving, bad, uh, moving on free speech it's important for the local church right so if you're listening to this and you're like I don't care about Elon Musk or Twitter right it's important because he's trying to open it up to have free speech uh no censorship in that in, in that aspect. Um, uh, and so hopefully we have less miss or disinformation, right. And more actual truth that goes out, uh, and pastors and Christians should use social media to the glory of God. I'll right leave it at on. that. Uh, and before you move on for this yeah, yeah. segment, let yeah. me,
0: let me clarify. Yeah. Well, I began this segment by answering your question with, and, and my response was, was sounded like I don't have faith in people. Oh, yeah, like I no. was like, people are mean. The kids that I play video games with cuss, and everybody's mean. And he, even if he opens it up, you sounded like a boomer. I know. No, I'm just <laughs> but I didn't want it. I, I, I mean, I you could leave that and think, well, Ryan does not have faith in anybody to be nice, and I do. That's Ryan Allen, A L L A N. I do have faith that people can be nice, yeah. and but the uh, and and I, I and it's. It will only happen if you're the change, if I'm the change and I go on there and, yeah. and start doing these, these positive things to bring, bring more positivity yeah. rather than just lament the negativity. So well, let me, I'm let
1: me add, that. I, I want to give you some props though, because no one is good. Okay. Right. You have to go back to, we are innately, uh, sinful. We, 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 we do things that we think are good and they're really not good. Right. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like you're hurting my feelings, and I'm gonna hurt your feelings, right? Oh. Um, we're we're innately not good. Um, but God is good. Uh, find f- find your trust and faith in His Son Jesus, and and use social media for good. So we'll leave it at that. Okay. Unless you want to g- add something, you're gonna add I'm something. I'm gonna ad- add something, yeah.
0: but I'm gonna kind of take us down the road here yeah because you just did okay. i think i said the last time i visited your podcast that I'm a, I'm a i'm an administrator in a in an elementary school yeah you work in a public school system I you've do. got and responsibilities so none and... of my none of the <laughs> the what was the, how did you say it none yeah. of the these opinions are my own i yeah. have nothing to do with the my yeah. school yeah. but i do see human nature in oh, my yeah. students a lot and yeah. you just talked about the so fact especially that we were in, yeah. in your
1: age group and right. even the next age group right i mean it's just man you these, can see people how they really are right yeah. and
0: they get their feelings hurt and like i have to teach because it is not nature it's not natural for these kids i have to teach them how to be kind how to yeah. not retaliate how but what to, do you not have to teach them how to lie yeah yeah how, how to be how to be selfish <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that just comes naturally to them yeah. so every time and i deal with the discipline of my school and so every single time that a kid comes to my office it yeah. has something to do with what we're what we call what we'd call human nature yeah. it's innate in yeah. them to yeah. retaliate to go back and and man i have to teach and i do see that as an opportunity to teach little kids uh, all kids this this is not natural. Yeah. But this is how a functioning society, a a global community, this is the only way we're going to get along. We got to get we got to get better anyway. I digress No,
1: that's good. Hey, you you're you're touching on the subject which was not on our agenda, uh depravity, right? Uh some circles, Christian circles say total depravity, right? That, that that's a that, that's a term uh, that is used in the reformed uh, theological circles. I want to read um, a passage from Psalm 51. Uh, this is David again, verse five of Psalm 51. He says, "Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity; in sin did my mother conceive me." No one had to teach your kids at your school how to hit somebody, right? No one had to teach them how to steal or how to lie or how to even take revenge, right? Mm-hmm. You stole my pencil, I'm going to punch you in the back, right? Yes. you know, just nobody teaches those things. Now, there might be some crazy parents that teach their kids how to stab each other, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have to teach them how to be bad. But all throughout Scripture, we see Jesus calling people to be good. Perfect. Right? Uh yeah. to, 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 to be holy and righteous. Uh, and it goes back to who can ascend to God. Yeah, who all can, the way back to Psalm 15, yeah, exactly yeah. where who, we started. Who can enter the presence of God. It's only through faith in Christ Jesus because of his perfect life and his righteous substitution, his atoning death on the cross. All right. Cool. Next subject, uh, this is not on the agenda, but okay. I, I just thought about it as we were walking through some of these things. Uh, do you read, uh, when when, you, when your daughters were young, you have two daughters, we talked about this the last time, mm-hmm. when they were younger, did you read as a family or did you read to them at bedtime? or, or, or...
0: we talking scripture or just anything, reading? Just anything. Yes. Anything in general. Well, right. well, it wouldn't matter. The answer to both of those questions is yes. Yeah. I'm an educator. My I'm married to an educator. Reading was high priority and still is in my home. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I, I wasn't so much of a reader growing up. Like, um, I read the Bible, right. Things like that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't so much like of a novel reader. Mm -hmm. Um, I read things for school that I had to like for assignments. It wasn't until I got into college and I really started to feel, uh, not feel feels a bad word, but I really started to, to understand or to, 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 uh, I just understand or feel the calling that God has in my life, uh, for, to be a minister of the gospel. Right. And then I started to read a lot um, and my library is, has grown, but it's not like the books that you read mm-hmm. uh, just for funsies. It's more like, you know, pastoral research. books, research yeah. books, yeah. Uh, th- things like that. Uh, but here recently, you know, even I have a 16-year-old daughter and a 9-year-old son. I was like, you know, what can we read together that wouldn't be so weird because my daughter's a little bit older now, but my son's still young. And so have you heard of the the Pilgrim's Progress, the book, Pilgrim's Progress? Um, it's a great book. No, John, I don't. John know Bunyan. It. He's a Puritan. OK. Uh, he wrote uh, Pilgrim's Progress. And they've recently uh, different companies have put out uh, family versions or children's versions. Um, and the one I've recently picked up, it's really cool. I'm going to show you the 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 picture. It's called Little Pilgrim's Progress. And it's a rabbit right I on see. the cover. Yeah. But it's it, the illustrations inside the book. So we're talking this is like really a series,
0: cool. like a bunch of books. or No, just it one, is one book. Oh, okay, it's okay. based
1: on Pilgrim's Progress. Um, and I want to, so the original is John Bunyan, right? Um, great book. It's a huge uh, book for any Christian or new Christian, just any anybody could read it, really. You don't have to be a Christian or not, but uh, about the the journey, the narrow road that God has called us to through Christ. Um, and it's beautifully written. I want to read a little caption of it. We started reading with our, with our family, um, I guess, a few days ago. Uh, but it says this. This is from Moody Publishers. Uh, in this fresh, imaginative new edition, best-selling illustrator Joe uh, Sutphin portrays the characters of Bunyan's Tale as animals living in a woodland realm. So it's almost like that kind of Lord of the rings kind of feel okay, uh, kind of thing. Uh, but children will delight in the lavish illustrations, reading alongside their parents or interacting on their own with the timeless words and beautiful imagery that they uh, discover on every page. This book will help children see the trials and triumphs of faithfulness with fresh eyes, leading them to declare along uh, with Christian, the main character, I am going to the king, right? It's kind of got that Narnia feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, But my daughter, who's 16, my wife, who is not 16, um, are are captivated uh, as we read through this. I've been reading through the chapters. Uh, Braden took a turn and read a chapter yesterday, but it is just a good, cool, you know, fresh uh, version of the Pilgrim's Progress. Um, again, you can read the real Pilgrim, Pilgrim's Progress, John Bunyan, um, or 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 any of the newer versions of it, but this one's Little Pilgrim's Progress. Really good. I uh, Highly, highly, highly recommend it because hmm. uh, we haven't been walking through a book here on this podcast since the non march book. We might do another book coming up, but that's a good book. I am just going to throw that out there. Uh, have you been reading anything lately that you would recommend, or you know, your family's been reading, or anything like that?
0: I am, um, well, per- currently I'm reading. I have two novels going, and I'm trying to keep up with the Machaney. Yeah, Bible the, the Machaney or, or whatever. Yeah, how you pronounce <laughs> that? So I, I feel I feel really good about my. Uh, this is probably the cleanest. I don't know. The cleanest is probably the wrong word. The 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 most uh, diligent, that's probably the wrong word too. I have done with a Bible reading plan. Yeah. Right? Like, by this point in a year, so we're looking at May, yep. you know, I'm kind of, oh, I'm just going to start reading what I want to read, yeah. you know, and getting out of the habit of it. But I've really stayed true to that. So that's my own personal, you know, walk through Scripture, which I try to do every year. Reading, yeah, that's McShane.
1: You can check it out. Yeah.
0: org. It's on our site. You can pick that up. You can download it. So my two novels... Man, Mike, my, my, you asked this, and now you just got done talking about a great Pilgrim's Progress. I'm reading <laughs> Cujo, the nice. Stephen King novel. Yeah. Uh, and is that I'm, new or is it? That... No, it's super okay. old. It's one of the first ones he wrote. It's just okay. a horror story about yeah. a dog. You know. I think
1: did he re- did he write the Stand? Yes. And wasn't it made into a TV series? Yes.
0: Now I liked of, the TV series. Wow, that was cool. Most, but I don't read Stephen, Stephen King, so. King adaptations. Creepy.
1: Ha- They're are all not creepy. Well done. <laughs> yeah.
0: He is a horror writer, yeah. right? So he's creepy. Yes, I'm just gonna total say yeah. creepy. I heard an interview one time with him that said, "Come on, guys, <laughs> I have the heart of a little boy. Okay, <laughs> I keep it in a jar on my." desk <laughs> like what that's yeah. awful a little boy that's totally <laughs> depraved right? i know yeah. yeah uh anyway um so i'm reading that but i'm also i found uh do you know um amazon prime there's a show on there that was called uh not the eye of the world but the they, wheel of time okay i saw it yeah, yeah i very didn't watch fantasy, it fantasy yeah. very magic is oprah know on know? that
1: no did oprah help produce it
0: maybe now i don't I know to look that. I to to that. anyhow sorry oprah. robert jordan is the author of that it's very fantasy very high fantasy so you're looking at like the king killer chronicles and all these other you know game of thrones kind of concept yeah with magic and you know blah blah, blah. so i said I, yeah like i've watched it and yeah i don't know what i don't means, mean but. watching i'm talking yeah. about reading uh nonetheless I watched that series on Amazon Prime and was kind of impressed with it. I, I dig that genre. I really like that fantasy type of uh, uh, genre of, of the reading. And so I went and learned that Robert Jordan, the guy whose books it are, it is based on, wrote 13 books. There are 13 in that series. And the first one is called The Eye of uh, the World. And I'm reading it. Nice. That's a terrible Hey, story. so I'm Googling it. Um, Which, Robert Jordan or The Wheel of Time? The Wheels of Time. Yeah. It's 13 books. So this guy is like this really prolific writer. I looked up a little history on him because I'd not heard of him before. I I was really surprised by that. But he wrote 11 books and got terminal cancer and knew that he wouldn't make it to the end of this giant story he'd been telling. Okay, So he wrote the outline and the notes and these real in-depth, Pieces that he would need, and he handed it over to another author he trusted. Yeah, and the and and then he passed away, and the the other author came back and said, "Okay, these notes he gave me would require me to write like a two thousand page book." So I'm instead of finishing with one novel, and we're going to turn it into two, and there are. 13 in that whole well, series yeah. is it faith-based at all no oh, yeah. neither one of those okay <laughs> if you're looking if, if these yeah. are not so just uh, rewind this podcast go wow. back to a little i'm sorry progress. no i'm just kidding if no I, hey, if i were cool. going to read a fiction author yeah who has uh tendencies toward that yeah i i'm a huge fan of a guy named ted decker okay yeah, yeah. And, and te- so Ted Decker writes, and, and and he writes in that high fantasy type of genre. Some things. Yeah. and He writes mysteries and and the other stuff as well, thrillers. But his stuff, he has a one called the Circle series, and so green, red, black, uh, and white are those, and they are talking animals. You hmm. know, fantasy similar. Uh, it's I mean, like Narnia is. Yeah, you yeah. know, where you've got that those those fantasy. Uh, elements to that genre and i'm a big ted decker fan but, but they I mean, not point you lovely. to a bigger picture right yes yeah. and it all yeah. goes back to like you know like narnia does that yep. point to a christ yeah. figure as lands coming or yeah. as lands on the move yeah. right, right, right oh man
1: when i hear that line just even anything it's just it, it's cool yeah. hey so we're a local church podcast we do a lot of things wednesday night uh if you're if you're looking for a local church uh we're in between spencer county shelby county uh, Anderson County, right. Yep. Um, got a lot of visitors on Wednesday night. We break up into, uh, st- uh, student ministry, children's ministry, adult ministry. Uh, we've taken a break a little bit from the adult ministry. Uh, give us a kind of a recap. You've been attending, uh, our adult time on Wednesday nights. Give us a, give a, if you were to give a commercial, a synopsis of some things for adults to come check out, uh, what would you say about our Wednesday night gathering? So,
0: if when food is involved people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> respond if you if you cook it they will come that's right, right. and yeah. well it's it's worked too we had you had this idea to to just offer a meal and and that uh, not alone but that has been a big draw and it's a wonderful time to just hang and see people and eat a meal together and fellowship and it's a there's just a, a cool family community you know, we're growing together, kind of vibe, um, and and as you say, from there we split off into these two sections, and we've just finished um, the second, I don't know, unit or series that you know we've done these two. Yeah. The first one was on what does it mean to be a member of a church? What is that qual? What is that? What is it? What 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 are my obligations? What do I get? How does that work? What is membership? Uh, which which really led to a lot of questions and a lot of thinking and a lot of discussion. That's one of the other things that would be part of my commercial is that during our Wednesday nights, it's not a sit and get. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We do a lot of, wait a minute, what I don't understand that part. Say that again, and it's a kind of yeah. a give and take, and you're really good about fostering that kind of conversation. But So we did that first one about membership, and then the second one we talked about how to study the Bible. Yeah. And, you know, that seems like an elementary type of of, of study yeah. but we really dove into how did why are these books in the bible why do we talk about this thing what do, you know how do we know that this is true and and then my favorite part of that that little study was realizing that when you read scripture um you know you have to come with a lens of well I'm reading poems right now or I'm reading the historical narrative of what happened. Or I'm reading a letter that Paul wrote to believers. It could be me. You know, there's a a way that you need to to think about it. Because if you just open your Bible and you're like, I'm going to read what this is, and you flip to Revelation, (laughs) right? That's apocalyptic literature. (laughs) It requires a different mindset. And so talking through that as a body, as a community of faith, was cool. I mean, it was really non-intimidating and really um, just bonding yeah uh
1: i really enjoy wednesday nights it's re- it's really really neat I, you brought something up and i was going to talk about it, but i guess i forgot so but whatever it's good for podcasting good for radio when you forget things uh local church we do a lot of things on wednesday night uh we've recently had some new members join yeah uh, this past uh this past week we had a, a child dedication uh so that's kind of something that we've kind of re i guess re-imaged or reimagined uh, yeah. kind of how we do that uh, and so that was really cool. We did the Lord's supper. It was a big, it was a big Sunday, uh, and one of the big things is we're walking through the Book of Romans. Yes, um, we're getting into the meat of Chapter Eight, and even into some topics in Chapter Nine. Uh, that's going to bring up some discussion, probably. Um, so I think but, it uh, will. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, you 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 talked about the the awesomeness of getting a new of getting some new members and the the body growing. That's a beautiful thing. But you know, you you also mentioned baby dedication and. And one of the things that while you talk about reimagining that, one of the things that I like about that is, yes, it's cool to give a baby a Bible and, you know, or a young child to say, you know, hey, here's here's your first Bible and that kind of thing. The 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 other side of that coin, though, where we affirm we are part of this, we as a body like that's not my kid, but we're in a church together and I'm going to help and I'm going to be there for you as parents and for your child and i can be a mentor i love that challenge that that vision that you have and and other pastors have of saying we're all in this together yeah. we're going to be here for you yeah i cool. like that awesome
1: i thought it was cool
0: yeah. um it was i think it's
1: like i remember when when robin and i uh, i think we just had She'd maybe been a year old uh and and standing in front of a church and. You see other people that you may not know real well stand up and say, Hey, we're going to be here for you. Like I think being a young family or young couple, it's really good to see other people say, yeah, I'll be here for you. Right. That kind of thing. Now mm-hmm. it's a challenge for that young couple to actually reach out and say, I need your help. Right. True. Uh, so that's, that's not, that's the, that's another side of that coin. Even though
0: there's only two sides, that's a third, that's three sided coin. Three sided coin. Yeah. You know, but you make that, I'm going to follow that path for a second. We just got done. You and I and, a, and and some of the other deacons here in the church visiting, a another deacon in the church who's going to have some surgery soon. And at the end of our time visiting, praying over him, that kind of stuff, we said, "Hey, man, you're going to be struggling here for a little while. If you need something, you let us know." And it goes to what you just said about those families, like uh, that. No, that's not a natural thing for people to be able to do and yeah. say. I I need blank. I need that. Can you? do this for me so i just want to challenge all the listeners me us everybody when you say i'll I'll be there for you it's got to be more than just the offer yeah like we have to take that initiative too because you're right for a new family to be like i don't know how to raise my kid you know nobody's gonna say that it's tough
1: right it's tough to actually say help me i'm gonna be a i'm gonna be a dad here for a second okay um I asked Braden to help me the other day. He said, he's, 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 he's not a teenager. He's nine. Right. Uh, but he's, he thinks he's a lot older. Right? <laughs> and I said, Hey bro, uh, take this, whatever it was. I think it was old Christmas lights. I said, "Hey, go put it in the wagon in the garage. Comes back about 10 minutes later and he still has the lights, the the stuff in his hand. He's like, Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know where the wagon is. It's a bro. It's in, it's in the garage. Go put it in the garage. All right. And he leaves and comes back 10 minutes later. Still has it in his hands. <laughs> and I gave it loud. I was like, hey, man, you got to figure it out, right? I said, yeah. it's in the garage. You're going to go put that in the wagon that's in the garage. And I got a little louder. And I saw it. It a little bit of tear coming, kind of yeah. happening. And he went in the garage. He didn't come back. So then I went to the garage, and he was just kind of, like, just tearing. Yeah. He wasn't crying, like, out loud, like, verbally crying. He was just, you could tell he was, was like, I don't. He didn't want to disappoint me, right? But I right. also got a little bit louder. And I said, bro, what's going on? It's like, I don't see it. I said, you're standing right in front of it, right? Uh, it had some boxes on it. I said, "I said the next time, instead of just breaking down, I was like, I was like, leaders ask questions, right? So if I say, hey, go put this somewhere, start asking questions. Hey, what, what color is it? What yeah. does it look like? Where in the garage is it, right? You know, don't just stand in the middle of the, in the garage, act like it's just going to pop out at you, right? You got to actually start doing stuff. Uh, and so it was a couple of moments. One, probably shouldn't have got loud at my son, right? Uh, but two, we have to be able to ask for help. We have to be able to ask for questions because if we don't, we'll be like the nine-year-old boy standing in the middle of the garage and just breaking down. Right, yeah. life will just fall apart. Um, so it's it's okay to ask for help. That could yeah. be a words of wisdom, but it could be. And yeah. you know what
0: makes that easier is knowing each other. Yeah. It's the too, Wednesday yeah. night meal. Yeah. You know, when I sit down and break bread with you, when I've talked with you, when we laugh together, when we build community, when we, when we're family, it's easier for me to say, Hey, this, I, I, I can't do it on my own. I need some help. That becomes easier. But if you have to project, you know, I've got to act like I've got it all together. Yeah, super Christian. Right. Yeah. Then, then, then that's that you're, it becomes very hard to ask those questions. But if you can, if you can say, I know, I know your heart. I know where you are i don't i can ask that's easier
1: yeah gathering you got to gather right yeah, you got to gather together yeah. to know each other to be able to move forward together so hey words of wisdom we're coming to the time this is this is words this is your favorite part right it makes me nervous. um it, I, I, I
0: blew it the last time <laughs> i was here
1: um i'm uh, so i'm gonna give you a couple seconds right i'll i'll, I'll start I got it oh you got it go, i've already
0: right. thought i knew it was coming <laughs> you're so, so you're ready for think the think words about. wisdom.
1: yes before we jump into it though i know i said we're gonna do it but we didn't talk about noah <laughs> and noah is not here right so so we have to talk about him have he's to not talk here about yeah. noah yeah um it, uh, he mentioned like hey let's take a break uh from the podcast and we'll come back in a few weeks and just start a new season and i it, there's a couple of things one noah I, I know you're listening yeah you have a lot of stuff to do for your end of this semester college right you got to get ready Well, he's for,
0: really at some crossroads yeah and life, he's yeah. got
1: a lot of things going on in school and he's getting, getting, getting he's gonna getting, getting start marriage counseling next month i mean just a lot of stuff going on. He's like, you know, I just can't. I don't have time to do the podcast. I'm like, cool, bro. Whatever. <laughs> and I made him feel bad about it. Um, but Noah, come back. Right? Mean, yes. just, just just come back. Ryan Ryan Allen just, can't, <laughs> can't feel the shoes. Uh, He's uh, on here
0: talking about Cujo. I mean,
1: <laughs> this is not the vision.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, no, it's good. Hey, so Noah, we love you. Do your work and get ready for school. Ryan, what are your
0: words of wisdom? If you have begun a project. I.E., painting the wall. Ooh, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> finish your project. Yeah. Get it done. You will feel better about yourself. Yeah.
1: I've started to paint my office several months ago. Yeah. And we're not even halfway. I mean, a quarter. That's
0: right? my that's <laughs> my words of wisdom. If you've begun something, find it, set a goal, finish it. That's sad. Thanks, man. Yeah.
1: Hey, uh, my words of wisdom for today is if you are a family member whether you're a husband wife son daughter grab a book grab the bible if you want but read with your family no matter how old they get if they're still in the house just read together just have fun read together talk together about whatever you're reading uh and it will it will bless you and bless your family it'll be just cool time just to get together and talk and read hey hey love god love people and make Make disciples. disciples